0: Welcome back to the Greenhouse Podcast. This is Steve Perkins, and I'm joined today by teammate Sandy Marquart. And today we're talking about listening, which is a topic kind of similar to our last conversation around communication in general. But you know, you can take it a level deeper. And if you go one layer beneath just communication, there's this whole concept of listening, which some of us may have never stopped to think about. And it shapes not only how we work together and how effective we can be in the work setting, but all kinds of relationships across our life. So Sunday, I'm kind of curious what's what's one of the more frustrating things to you? Hmm. Maybe a pet peeve as it relates to listening.
1: I think there's so many that come to my mind and thanks so much for having me, but I think the big thing that I really notice amongst people and myself is that it's this thing where it's they like kind of one-up each other. I feel like a lot of times people will say something, uh-huh. like I went on this vacation, or this is what I did this weekend, and there's no follow-up question. In fact, before you've even gotten you know finished telling the story, someone has already jumped in with, well, here's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one really drives me crazy. <clears throat> you know, the first place I really noticed it where I realized I'm out was when I had my first baby.
0: Oh. I had my
1: first baby, which meant you are now in a mom group. Yes. And I was out of that mom group very quickly (laughs) because I realized there was a room full of women that were just comparing with one another. And I was just like, I'm out.
0: Yeah, that is a funny one. And it happens all the time Mm -hmm. once you're paying attention. Yeah. This is not very nice, Sunday. Now all we're going to be thinking about (laughs) (laughs) when we're with our friends. (laughs) Am I comparing? (laughs) It happens all the time, but I'm very guilty of that one because I'm kind of an ideas- Person and so somebody so like, shares oh, something and it, it sparks yeah. an idea for me or a, yeah a story mm-hmm. or a similar idea. Mm-hmm. I have to watch myself with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't ever think it's ill willed. I don't think people intend to make other people not feel good about it, but it does.
0: It kind of almost degrades or devalues what you just shared. Yeah, to one does. up it. Yeah. Oh, well, that was okay, but listen to my story. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. And then you're like, well, okay. Yeah. Right. How about you? Do you have one?
0: I think that one is also frustrating to me. The one I was thinking about is when certain personality types, when they try to agree with you, Mm -hmm. you're sharing something and they're agreeing, but they're actually being dismissive. So the example that'll happen a lot is I'm sharing an idea or a thought or, or, you know, something, and I'm halfway through my (laughs) sentence and they're like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It, which is their way of saying wrap it up,
0: right? <laughs> right. It might be wrap it up. It might actually be positive. Like, it yeah, I agree. Be. But I take it, mm-hmm. I feel in that moment, like you're dismissing. You're not hearing me out. You're not mm-hmm. even listening to the rest of my sentence. Mm-hmm. You're actually just being dismissive of the whole thing.
1: Yeah. That's a good call out there. And <clears throat> I know we're going to talk about it later, a little bit about body language, but I would just, another pet peeve is when I am speaking to someone and- they may have the, they may be fully listening, but I cannot tell. Yes. Because I am passionately sharing something and they're just showing nothing. And so I feel like, oh, so then it makes me want to just end it anyway. I'm out there too. I'm yeah. like, I'm out because I feel like I'm not welcome. I, I feel pushed out some way by, by, the, by what their body language is.
0: Yeah. And these are all points that we're going to get into mm-hmm. here, which is awareness. I mean, so much we talk about oh. comes back to that self yeah. awareness, situational awareness. If you're not aware of the fact that, oh, I don't naturally show a lot of facial expression Mm -hmm. outwardly to what I'm thinking inwardly, then I'm gonna do that exact Mm -hmm. scenario to you where you're sharing something passionately. You're getting nothing back from me. (laughs) And all of these scenarios have so much to do with am I even aware of how I tend to be and how others might be different?
1: That's a great call out. You know, that's what our whole first, if you listen to our podcast on communication and what drives people crazy, really the bottom line there too was self-awareness. It was awareness of others and awareness of yourself. So we're just kind of moving it into this topic.
0: Love it. Well, that's what we hope to provide for you as a listener in all this is just more ideas and thought starters around this so you can be aware, so you Mm -hmm. can dive into any topics that interest you more. But today with listening, we want to break it down into a few different types of listening yeah, because they really are different types. Mm -hmm. And if we can have some general awareness around that, it can really help.
1: Yeah. I know that today we were going to discuss like five different types of listening and we're going to go over those and we have some good questions to ask and things, but I think it's really important to just pause here for a moment and say, like, if there is one skill that you could really grow in as a leader and just nail, it would be listening Mm. because if you feel heard And someone hears you, you think to yourself, I'm going to follow that person because I felt heard. Listening, huge.
0: It's true. The emotional part, you know, they say that decision-making is 100% driven by emotions, and people Mm. like to debate that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's true that just like that, there's so much wrapped around how we feel in an interaction or Mm -hmm. in a team or with a leader and you're right, listening is so rare in our, even our it culture is. today yeah. that it makes a big impact when you experience it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the fact that if you want to really stand out or make a difference or really help, even just really help someone, one of the best things you can do, especially in a time like right now, is, is listen. Mm-hmm. To your point, it's mm-hmm. very impactful and it's the one thing that you can freely give that's mm-hmm. rarely, rarely received mm-hmm. from others.
1: Mm-hmm. It's easy to talk.
0: It's easy to talk, fill the space. It is, it is. So we want to give you, like you said, five yeah, strategies, or at least awareness of the five different types of listening, so you can kind of know. What's going on?
1: Okay. So the first one really is just called appreciative listening. So this one's really easy, actually. This one comes most natural to us. It's really just listening for enjoyment. You know, um, my coworkers may be telling me a story about the weekend, or I'm listening to just be entertained. And I am just appreciating what you are saying in the moment, and I am listening. I am not analyzing what you are saying. I am listening for enjoyment.
0: Yeah, and this level of listening, again, awareness. It's all about awareness around this stuff. It can be good to know when sometimes somebody needs that. They do. You know, like you and I know in coaching, sometimes we ask, what do you need right now? Mm-hmm. Do you just need someone yeah. to vent to or someone mm-hmm. to hear you? Yes. And our inclination is often problem solving. So yes. We we dive right into trying to solve that problem mm-hmm. when all they needed was a listening ear.
1: Yeah. It's like, let me just appreciate you for what you're saying. End of story. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's It's as simple as that.
0: Now, is there any time you would use that? Like I just talked about when somebody needs that. Is there any time that you would use that intentionally on the listener end of it?
1: I think that as the listener, I am just, I can pick up on a body link when someone just needs to feel like I appreciate what they're saying. So it's just what to what you said, no problem solving, no fixing, no nothing. Pure enjoyment of the words coming out of your mouth.
0: Yeah. That alone can be refreshing yeah. to have someone do that, right? Yeah. Because again, that's, that's rare too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are some ways that you would show the appreciation? What are some ways that you would actually show them that you're listening that way
1: it feels like i have to some fancy answer here but truthfully (laughs) the answer is just by not jumping in and telling your perspective your story or another comparison it's just by simply listening to them and letting them keep going yeah until there's a regular like a natural pause for you to jump in with something different all
0: right so appreciative listening yeah What's the next type of listening? It's
1: actually the extreme opposite in some ways. It is a very important one, though, and I think it's the one people are most uncomfortable with, and that is empathetic listening. This is the listening that it's about hurt and pain, and it's about what providing support and understanding to someone. Again, though, to not be confused with problem solving, but it is heartfelt listening. So if someone, for example, this is a very body language moment thing. If someone is, I'm just small talking and then they say something painful or sad, that is where I'm going to actually maybe even shift my body language. I'm going to shift my body and maybe just sit back a little bit or lean in a bit. I am giving a signal to them that it's okay that we don't continue talking about the fun stuff we were talking about a moment before, but I'm going to stop for a moment and let you tell me how you're feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and another side of this coin is when you're the listener, and let's say it seems like they could really use this kind of listening, is to also be aware of how they react to that. I've noticed times where Mm. I lean in to try to be empathetic, and the other person doesn't want that. (laughs) It's so true. And then I try to do it a little more, and now they're just (laughs) mad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there are times when people don't want that, or maybe they're just Mm task-focused. In a work setting, sometimes it's like, No, this isn't the time for that. Mm -hmm. And yet, because I'm trying to be helpful, I get stuck in Mm -hmm. trying to push that on them. Right.
1: That's a great point, because sometimes empathetic listening is very brief. That's the misunderstanding, too, is sometimes we think we must pause now. We must stop everything to show. When the truth is, if there's a lot happening and busyness and uncomfortable potential could happen from those emotions showing, we simply could just pause and just say, that sounds difficult. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. Just stating that and then letting them move on can just be like, well, thank you. They're going to walk away feeling like, well, I don't know why I feel good in my heart right now, but somehow I felt heard today.
0: Yeah, because compared to some things we joked about at the outset, if I jump in to share a story of something that happened to me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was similar, I might be trying to, I'm coming from a good place, (laughs) I'm trying to relate, but because I didn't even say one phrase, oh, wow, I really hear you on that, or that sounds hard, that kind of dismisses what they're feeling.
1: It does. Has that ever happened to you before?
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, me too.
1: And I hate to be so morbid, but even with the loved one lost, I think a lot of people think that they must now share their loved one lost, but it doesn't help. It just doesn't. It's their experience and their moment. And honestly, just listening to them is better than sharing your story.
0: Right. Which we won't go down this trail, but there is some difference between empathy and sympathy. Mm -hmm. And so note that with empathetic listening, sometimes it is as simple as just Mm -hmm. showing them that you heard. You don't have to be an expert to do this. You can literally just repeat back what you heard or Mm -hmm. mirror some of their words. Mm -hmm. You can say, wow, that sounds difficult, or just repeat literally some of the words you said back to them, Mm -hmm. and that has a big effect. It does. In fact, in some ways, if you try to manufacture your own words, you might shut them down. You might make them feel the opposite Mm because they don't feel hurt if you misinterpret Mm -hmm. or if you use words that are kind of different than what they were experiencing.
1: Yeah. I will say that I would... I've heard that empathetic listening is very uncomfortable for a lot of people. They would rather just push right past it than actually Why do you sit. think that
0: is? Yeah.
1: I think people are afraid of their own pain sometimes. And I also think that they don't, they often, it's from a good place. They don't want to make the person feel more. So they're like, well, if I just, like if I just push past it, then they'll, they'll be like, well, put the little band-aid on, it'll be okay. But the, we just need to pause for a minute because they could be one way. They might want you to move right past it, but they actually might want someone to just say, I care. Yeah. So it's more about what we feel uncomfortable with.
0: That's great. So Mm -hmm. we've got appreciative listening and empathetic listening. What's the third type? The
1: next one is discerning listening. So discerning listening is used when you just want to gather information. You are looking for nuggets in what they are saying. I'm looking for memorable nuggets in the volume of information that's being communicated to me. So, And every time I hear a nugget, I'm stirring it away. But maybe this is the key word for another time. So it doesn't always mean that I need to note the nugget all the time. Oh, you know, It's more like a collection. I am discerning right now many different observations that I'm making that could be for the now, but it could be for the later. And I think that's another mistake people make. What do you think of that?
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I'm curious what you think. What's the situation where this is most valuable?
1: I think sometimes in brainstorming places, that sometimes people just fly off the first nugget (laughs) and the whole room is jumping on board when sometimes as the leader, I'm really more thinking from the lens as the leader, is I need to let more comprehensive nuggets come to the surface before we just kind of dive in there. Does that help at all? Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: That's a great point. I'm also thinking about the scenario where, and again, if you have a lot of self-awareness among two people or a team, This can be a valuable conversation. Like, for example, if everyone's done a personality test, you could Mm -hmm. talk about who tends to think very complex and connect ideas and ramble on versus who's good at finding that nugget and Mm -hmm. summarizing. This can be a huge boost to everybody as a group. Mm -hmm. If I know, and this is true of me and you, actually, I Mm -hmm. know that I can kind of go on a rabbit trail and talk about a bunch of stuff and you can kind of hear like the bottom line in it Mm -hmm. and call it out. But it takes knowing that dynamic. So I'm free to kind of like say a bunch. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know that your role right now is to kind of listen for the nugget. Mm -hmm. And we're actually appreciative of our differences Mm -hmm. in that moment.
1: Yes. And that can
0: be really valuable. Sometimes you'll like say the bottom line. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. there it is.
1: Yes, there it is. I
0: didn't even notice because I had all these thoughts cluttered in my head. Sometimes
1: the first response is not where the nugget lies, I guess. So here's an example I have a 17-year-old who has been going through a really hard time. So one time I did this exercise with her where I actually put some pictures out for her, and I asked her to pick up a card that represented her future self, okay? So I was like, which card represents your future self? So she picked up a picture of a boat that literally was caught in a wave, right? Like it was caught in a wave. So the nugget could have been... This is the card I picked. So, of course, naturally, I said, well, why did you pick that card? Oh, uh-huh. because my life feels like it's just, it's like this boat. It's like everything is, there's waves all around me. So, ta-da, that felt great, right? Uh-huh. But the next question that I actually asked her was really where I got tears and emotion, which was I paused and I said, well, did the boat make it? Did it? And she was like, oh, yeah. The vote makes it. Mm, Like it was like, so the first one felt good, but truly going a little bit further got me actually a beautiful moment.
0: Right. That first nugget wasn't untrue. Right. That there's waves all around and it feels chaotic and hard. But you got to a deeper level, which was more important Mm -hmm. and more meaningful for everybody, which is, but I'm going to make it through. Mm -hmm. Come out better on the other side.
1: Yeah. That's it.
0: Interesting. Yeah. That's a great example. Okay, so discerning type of listening. Anything else we need to call out around that?
1: No, except to be discerning. (laughs) It's really kind of like that's what the word means, right? It's just kind of observing and using your intuition to find out what to do with the listening in the moment.
0: Okay, so I want to pause here and make Mm -hmm. a disclaimer. Like this is the big asterisk of this conversation. Mm It can feel overwhelming, even for us as professional <laughs> listeners. Right. That's what we do for a living. It is. It's even hard for us to remember all of these types and do it in the right moment and mm-hmm. know how to use it all. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give everyone permission that right. if you're listening going, this is great, this is awesome, <laughs> this is helpful, you don't, A, you do not have to remember all this. Mm-mm. B, you do not have to do all of these, Mm-mm. let alone perfectly. But C, the way you can use this Is if you're ever confused, you're ever trying to figure out, okay, I think I need to listen here or what type of listening should I do here? Mm -hmm. You always have the simple kind of out of just asking another person. You can always just ask, what do you need from me right now? Yeah, it's great. And this, I don't know about you, Sunday. for me as a coach was one of the most powerful things that I learned, which was when in doubt, just ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've carried that sometimes mm-hmm. into personal relationships as well. That so often we're trying to guess and we're trying to tiptoe around or maybe in an organizational setting, we're trying to play politics and like mm-hmm. figure out the right thing. And so often we can just ask. <laughs> can. Like, Sundy, what do you need from me right now? Yeah, right. Do you just need the listening ear? Do yeah. you need to vent? Perfect. Do you need to get my ideas mm-hmm. or opinions or feedback? Mm-hmm. And the other person usually knows what mm-hmm. they need, right?
1: Yeah. And sometimes you'll get this answer like this. Ah, I don't know what I need. They'll say, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I need. I just needed to get it out. That actually is the answer. You can't see
0: right now. Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> doing a big hand motion like, eh, forget it.
1: It's <laughs> just like sometimes that's, that's your answer though. Yeah. I don't know what I need. So guess what? They Obviously what they needed was to just blur, blur a minute. There you go. We're good.
0: Yeah. And there again, even just asking that little question mm-hmm. of, what do you need for me right now? Mm -hmm. That can even mean the world to someone. It means you actually care. You
1: asked. I know. (laughs) I know. There's one more example that's coming to my mind. I I think I've actually told you guys as coworkers that, you know, a kid comes in from the weekend and a teacher always says, how are you? How was your weekend? How was your weekend? How was your weekend? And (laughs) and sometimes the kids say good or sometimes what else do they do? They just walk right past. (laughs) (laughs) They just walk right past. They're like, anyways. Uh So I challenged my kids to, on a Monday... To stop and say to the teacher, "How was your weekend?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) I bet the teacher was like stunned and shocked. Oh yeah!
1: One time I got an email back. Your kid asked me how my weekend was. I cannot tell you how much that made me feel. Yeah. How well it's just so. There's just another little example. So by the way, listening is not just silent. I think is what we're talking about too. Listening is actually about the words that we choose to use that encourage more listening. Hmm. I think some people can think listening is just.
0: Yeah. (laughs) silence. Uh And
1: really it's about the right questions. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm a living testament to that because in my marriage, this is something we bicker about all the time where my roots are an engineer, right? So I'm good at kind of really listening deeply. Like I'm very present in the moment. I'm listening to everything you're saying, but I'm kind of like starting to problem solve in my head. And then I don't give any verbal or body language (laughs) affirmation that I'm hearing her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she'll often say, usually pretty graciously, although it could be harsh, is like, so Uh, 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 (laughs) anything? Can you at least (laughs) tell me like, yeah, I heard you? And this happens daily. So if anyone out there is feeling insecure right now, (laughs) I'm with you. We're we're terrible at that, even though Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know so much information about Mm -hmm. these things. But again, the awareness at least allows mm-hmm. us to get better.
1: And isn't it funny? Because I know that you're a coach and you do this with your clients. But sometimes at home with our safest person, we let our own skills slide.
0: Oh, totally. We do. Family is the hardest mm-hmm. people to be at your best with. Because you're comfortable. It is. You know that I'm not getting performance rated on mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. In some ways, maybe you kind of are, but yeah, yeah, we often kind of put on our best at work and give our leftovers, And then
1: we're tired when we get home, and so the worst sometimes. So here's the deal, too, is that they are actually, in all fairness, the most important person in the world, wouldn't you say? That's usually why we're together with them, and yet we give them the least... And that is what I really have to work on too. So I'm a quick person Mm -hmm. and I usually have been listening all day. So then my husband is a much slower processor and I have a tendency to cut him off in our relationship and he has called me out on it and I have to work to slow those thoughts down with him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, this is one of the reasons I'm just so big on self-awareness because now that you guys are both aware of that dynamic that you each have yeah and you've probably talked to some extent about it even if it's joking even if it's argument now at least we don't just think each other's crazy and terrible uh-huh. at least we can kind of we're different all right I know that you can yes. either laugh it off or mm-hmm. at least try to get better yeah. but so often the problem is we just don't even have the awareness so we think like this person's terrible what are mm-hmm. you doing
1: yeah I'm out <laughs> yeah, I'm out
0: <laughs> Okay, so All right, next one. Intermission's done.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Get back in your seat. All <laughs> right. And hold on, because we got four and five coming up. Yeah, at we ya. do
1: have four and five.
0: <laughs> so, listening type number four, we've talked appreciative, empathetic, discerning.
1: Yeah. So, we have comprehensive now. So, comprehensive listening is the style that goes just beyond collecting the nuggets of information. So that was discerning. The comprehension listener actually seeks to understand and organize the information. What are we doing with these thoughts? We might actually do something. So this is where actually usually dialogue becomes really important because that it isn't just, I'm just going to let you talk and I listen. I have to come in and help deepen the understanding, gain the understanding, and that is what comprehensive listening is.
0: What kind of situations is this... I feel, like, I feel
1: like, so if I was using the example before of brainstorming, uh-huh. the brainstorming one was just listening and listening for the nuggets, things like that, or with my daughter, the example, right? Oh, okay. Comprehensive listening might mean something like so. What else has made you feel that way? Or what else would you like to share with me about that? What else in your life feels like that? I'm going to get more understanding. And maybe we're actually moving into, I'm going to splash into five, because five is actually evaluation listening, but comprehensive listening brings us to the evaluation place. And that's where we're actually going to try to assess information and maybe do something with it.
0: Yeah, I would say... Maybe the majority of workplace conversations required this kind of listening. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially if we're in a meeting to make a decision or solve a problem, Mm -hmm. we do want people to kind of listen well, but add to it or Mm -hmm. make sense of it and move it forward.
1: Yeah. So think about it. If you go down the flow, "Ah, I'm having fun just listening. Oh, someone's hurting. Pause for a moment. Listening. That's the empathetic. Oh, my gosh. You just had an amazing nugget listening moment. Next one. Now nuggets, more nuggets. That's like, where is this leading to? Last one. Oh, my gosh. We have all this. What should we do about it? Mm-hmm. Can you see where it's it can, ten, it can be a flow? And by the way, it does not have to happen all in one conversation. But it is interesting that natural uh, evolution in a conversation kind of usually gets to some sort of evaluation listening.
0: That's true. I'm thinking about that marriage or one-on-one relationship scenario where so often, I mean, this is just like a classic example for what can break down in a relationship, is one person just wants the other to hear them, Mm -hmm. but the other goes into problem-solving mode.
1: Oh, too quickly. That's often a...
0: That's very frequent, Mm -hmm. but I think Mm -hmm. what you're calling out with the flow is interesting because sometimes the person sharing also does want to problem solve. They mm-hmm. just need to be heard first. Yes. And yes. once that's checked off the box, which mm-hmm. to your point can be as simple as the other person saying, wow, I hear you. That sounds difficult.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then they're okay moving into problem solving now.
1: Absolutely. But we
0: skip, and I right. think guys are infamous for this, but it can be either <laughs> either gender. I think once you skip that, right? then you've lost the other person and the whole thing is botched.
1: Or let's flip over here. This is great. Let's just say we're doing appreciative learning. We're talking, we're having fun, and we're listening to each other's. And I go right to evaluation listening. (laughs) Yeah. I have skipped over so many steps that's going to give me what, like, the big takeaway. Yes. And this could be, if
0: you're very analytical, you can kind of be on the lookout for yourself doing this. Mm -hmm. If you feel like, you know, we coach a number of people who feel like, they want to grow in the area of social relationships, but it's hard for them Mm -hmm. and they struggle. They don't know why it's so difficult. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of the dynamics that can often make it hard Mm -hmm. is people are just trying to relate and have fun and they kind of jump to this comprehensive mode and Mm -hmm. it, it throws everything off or it Mm -hmm. it makes people feel tense.
1: It's so true. So I'm going to throw some questions out. Is that okay? Let's do it. All right. So here's some questions to ask yourself or a team. So first of all, how how are you listening? Ask someone, hey, I'd like to grow. <laughs> how do I come across as a listener? And tell them it's okay to be honest. If, yeah. if you're okay. If you don't want honesty, don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So ask for feedback about your listening skills. And first, your first step is to assess yourself. So first it's, how do I think I'm listening? And then compare it to others.
0: It's a great question. I find this can be really fun if you're feeling like, I don't know it's just a little monotonous in a friendship or because of COVID right now, (laughs) like bringing something like this up Mm -hmm. can actually be Mm. kind of fun. And the way you can start it to make the other person feel comfortable sharing their Mm -hmm. true opinions is first self-deprecating. Yes, You all heard Sunday and I do it at the beginning of this podcast. Mm -hmm. First, we made fun of ourselves a bit Mm -hmm. and it breaks down the barrier. So you as the listener feel like, okay, I can be more honest Mm -hmm. with myself too. Mm -hmm. And that is really powerful if, I'm going to go ask you, Sunday, hey, how am I as a listener? Yeah. (laughs) You probably don't want to offend me. But if (laughs) I start with, okay, I know I'm really bad at like... Here's
1: what I've noticed already about myself. Yeah. It's like to kind of lead with that. And then people are like, oh, okay, she really does mean it's okay to be honest. Yeah. 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 And then you can also ask, how am I a good listener? Like Mm. if you're not in the mood for... it. (laughs) For negative feedback, ask also because we also need to hear what we're good at. So ask people, how am I? How am I good at listening? Right? Yeah. And uh-huh. if you see them really struggling for an answer, <laughs> that is your answer.
0: <laughs>
1: Ouch. I know. So let's see. If I was to coach myself or someone else, I might, I might say, all right, I've just listed these five types which one are you just natural? You don't even have to think about it. And which one are you like, that is the ouch one for me. Yeah. That one I I need to grow in. And yeah. so calling it out, just calling it out can start to raise your self-awareness.
0: Oh, that's so good. Especially we've been talking with a number of leaders lately around how to develop people well mm-hmm. and give good feedback.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we'll dive deeper into this in future episodes. But mm-hmm. This question can be great Mm -hmm. facilitating that discussion Mm -hmm. because it clearly pinpoints one tiny specific thing that I do or don't do that permeates almost every interaction I have. Mm -hmm. And it's like this impact point, right? Mm -hmm. If I just focus on getting better at this tiny thing, it can actually have a huge effect in many different areas.
1: Yeah. That's why I was saying, though, even in general, don't you think I listening... Listening can change a friendship, can change a marriage, it can change a co-working relationship. I mean, it can make or break you moving up the ladder. I mean, listening is leading. Listening is leading.
0: I agree. And I think because we're a consumer culture, this can fly under the radar. Mm -hmm. Because we're just so, the water we swim in every day is consuming stuff. It is. And taking stuff in. It's why we're so uncomfortable with anything that doesn't have entertainment value. You know, like, mm-hmm. people want to listen to this podcast and be entertained, too, mm-hmm. because that's so a part of the it's fabric so of our true. culture. And so, yeah, it's just listening then gets completely pushed to the wayside. There's nothing entertaining or consuming about it. Yeah. It takes effort. It does. It actually is takes effort to do it.
1: Yeah, you might even feel tired mm-hmm. because you were good listening. Yeah.
0: Oh, you know the scenario yeah. where <laughs> some of our friends – may ask us for a little coaching in the moment like yeah. you're a coach can you coach me for a second yeah. here and we're like <laughs> oh, in the middle of hanging out <laughs> having a drink it's like no, no. actually I, mean- <laughs> I can't it's really hard it is it's really <laughs> to hard
1: to do it well
0: it takes a lot of energy it does
1: it takes a lot of energy i have one more point uh, one more question and then i have some three just very simple like quick things you can do to make a change. But the last question would be to ask is what is your body language saying to others when you're listening? And we already talked about it, but I would just like to add that as a question for evaluation for yourself and for others. We don't really need to speak to it because we talked about it, but I'm just telling you that there's a lot of times actually here's something funny. Okay. So it's so small. There's this little game out there on Facebook where there's these colors that mean different words. Uh Okay. So you could send it to a friend. So I could send it to my coworker, Jacqueline, and I could say, what color do you see me as? And then, after you tell me, I'm going to tell you what color you see, I see you as. Get it? So, let's just say you chose purple, which means something. And got it? The truth is, when I have done this game with people, it's amazing how many people choose a different color for you than you choose for yourself.
0: Interesting. So
1: many people are not, and it's because how (laughs) others perceive us is not always. Uh, on track with how we perceive ourselves. So that is right there in and of itself a great, like, how, what's missing? There's a gap between how you see me and how others see me. So I've just yeah. noticed body language-wise, people think, I am showing that I'm listening, but if you ask people, you might not actually be showing that you're listening. That's
0: so cool. I haven't seen that, but mm-hmm. I am really curious. I want to do it now. Yeah. Because I know in one of the personality assessments we use, and we should do this as a future topic on the podcast, there's a difference between your private self and your public self. (sighs) And there really is. A lot of people in their personality type and the way they're wired, Mm -hmm. I I have this myself. Internally, I'm a thinker. I'm a processor. I like to understand things and anticipate things. There's a lot of like layers of thinking, thinking, thinking. Mm -hmm. But externally, the way I tend to communicate is very direct and to the point and fast. (laughs) And so, yeah... The way I perceive myself is probably more in that thinking mode, whereas others would not see that at all.
1: Yeah. I think you and I were talking uh, just on this topic about the disc, which is another whole personality. And I perceived myself as an IS, which doesn't matter. The point is much more laid back. Uh And my team called me a D, which is the leader the like the one that it's direct to the point. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And I and I was really amazed at how they perceived me versus how I perceived myself. Yeah. So maybe what I was perceiving was me more at home. Me more in my casual settings. But at work people really saw me as the leader.
0: Yeah, that's really anyway, really good to know.
1: So three small little tips that you can do that I'm going to throw out is just when listening, this one's just like almost 101, but I'm going to call it out. I cannot tell you how many people I coach who talk to their managers who say, I don't feel heard. And I ask, why don't you feel heard? And they say, I don't feel heard because they are distracted. They are typing while they are talking. They are still holding their phone while they are talking. And all I'm going to say is just put everything down. One quick illustration is sometimes I've even had my computer out when I'm coaching, not for taking notes, because I know that the person said they wanted to maybe talk about LinkedIn. So I'm prepared to pull it up on LinkedIn, right? Then something they said changes the mood in the room. And I can tell something else has taken priority over LinkedIn, even though I was prepared to talk about that. I sense an emotional moment. And sometimes I will simply shut my laptop, which gives a signal to them. It's not her agenda. It's mine. And so that small gesture people have told me is just... And then sometimes when I've shut it, people have cried. So it's like just that gesture made them feel they were valued.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's important. I think um, we're talking about listening, and it can apply Mm -hmm. in so many scenarios. Yeah, I think especially with one-on-one kind of developing people or managerial type of conversations Mm -hmm. at work. Also, like we've mentioned with spouse or significant other type of conversations, Mm -hmm. those are... Two scenarios, especially where people can really, really botch it mm-hmm. by checking the phone, yeah. looking at your watch. In
1: one second, In one, one little moment. S- yes.
0: Yeah. There are people yeah. who actually think they're being respectful I by know. keeping an eye on the time. Yes. But the other person sees you checking your and they're watch. Done. It just sets them They're gone. Done. They're done. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't actually care. You're yeah. just paying attention to the time. So
1: if you do have to be sensitive to time or you do have an emergency at home that you are waiting for a call, call it out. If you look at your watch really quick and you say, I just, I care so much about what you're saying. I just want to make sure I'm respecting your time. That's a big one. Number two is I want you to know my phone is out. You are my first attention, but I do have something happening at home and I am if that comes, I need to pick up that call. Yeah. So it's like say it. Then it's like then this not this is awkward. It's awkwardness there.
0: Yeah. It comes back to when in doubt, just call it out. Yeah, call it out. Hey, that <laughs> Ooh, that's a good <laughs> when in doubt, call Pull it out. out. <laughs> That's a billboard we just purchased we did, on I-95. We did. <laughs> yeah. um, of course, but- the New Yorker
1: in me <laughs> wants to say, when in doubt, cool it out. It's totally like I could not hear nothing but a New York accent I'm just going
0: to say that every day now until you completely <laughs> cool run me out. out. I, I think there's an important point there, though, which is we we keep saying this. Listening can seem like kind of the throwaway, the extra... Yeah. the like side thing Yeah. and I think we're trying to say no it's actually one of the core things mm-hmm. because let's say in the business setting you could be hitting all your goals and numbers mm-hmm. you could be doing all the things on your checklist Yeah. but you do that one little problematic thing in our conversations and it kind of yeah. taints everything else or actually causes real problems <laughs> for the team or the company mm-hmm. and so this really is kind of it's not the soft stuff. It's the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff that really does
1: make a big difference. Yeah. And yet it's a soft skill, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's a hard one. Yeah, <laughs> It is. So the last two really are, we talked a little bit about, was just show your, your listening, both verbally and non-verbally. So not like your friend example where you're like, uh uh-huh, uh, uh-huh, yeah, 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 which made me feel dismissed. It's more like total silence can actually make me feel like I've lost you. And I have a lot of people who just totally, they will nod, but no words are coming out of their mouth at all, which makes me think they are no longer interested in what I have to say. And that does not come natural for everyone. So that's where that feedback, so just, mm mm-hmm, yeah, mm mm-hmm, can make people feel like, oh, they're still and it yeah. makes it's again about them making feel valued. So not only nod your head, also smiling here and there. Like um, some people are scowlers, and they and that scowl can make people feel like they're not being heard as well. So
0: yeah, especially if you're listening right now during quarantine. And mm-hmm. a lot of remote working. Mm-hmm. If you're having lots of phone calls or Zoom without video where people can't mm-hmm. see the head nod or the right the body language, oh, so true. then yeah, you got to do extra with mm-hmm. your voice to you show do. that you're there.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's a whole other topic, body language, that we will not spend a lot of time on. But The last one that I want to say is actually a really important one. And if you can do this, you will change the way people perceive you, okay? So it is simply the skill of pause... So don't jump into what people say right away. Before you feel any, like, I I just, that, that excitement that we as an ENFP, if you know anything about that often, we're just excited. We show enthusiasm, but sometimes we do it with our words and we cut people who are trying to get their thoughts out. So pause and then use a prompt. So as soon as you pause, use something like, you'll blow their socks off. Just pause and say, tell me more. Just tell me more makes people want to kiss you. (laughs) And that is our goal. (laughs) It is our goal. (laughs) It is like, they feel like, oh my gosh. Who on earth says tell me more? Tell me more. So tell me more. I'm going to give one more. How so? Uh Like if I say, how so? Or if I say, oh, specifically. Just those three prompts alone will change the way that you come across so pause and those three pumps prompts not pumps, pumps. <laughs> pause and those three prompts
0: yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna one-up your story Okay, go here. for it okay. you are- <laughs> but i'm calling it out so Thank that you. means it's okay right
1: right, right. if you yeah. call it out there is no doubt or no, it was the other way around <laughs>
0: call it out when you're in doubt and then figure it out
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh we have just crossed over we crossed
0: over All right. Well, I just want to say that if you're ever in a group setting, like a group of people hanging out, maybe right now it's on Zoom or around a campfire or something, or, you know, at a gathering or a party or whatnot, if you want to actually make the time worth it, like if you're, especially if you're someone who dreads those kind of things or Mm -hmm. they're draining for you and you want to actually make it worth it or actually be helpful to other people, Is you do this thing. When someone's telling a story, you ask them one more question Mm -hmm. because something about the dynamic of a group Mm -hmm. is we feel the need even more so to to add on and pile on and, and one up and add another story. And if you pay attention to this in group settings... Almost never does someone ask a follow-up question. Mm. Almost never. It's way Mm. more likely in a one-on-one situation. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a group and someone shares a story or a thought and you just ask a a question, one of Mm -hmm. those prompts you shared or, Mm -hmm. oh, that's interesting. What happened after that?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, man, that'll Mm -hmm. make an impact. And people socially, there's all these funny dynamics. Like they might not show it in the moment that they appreciate because even though we're adults, we feel like, oh, that doesn't, that's not cool. Yeah. Inside. Oh my gosh. The vast that's, majority of yeah. people will feel very yeah. heard, understood, mm-hmm. and cared for, and it'll make a big impression mm-hmm. they might say to you later on. Mm-hmm. But they will feel very appreciative of that.
1: Mm-hmm. And that would be why maybe they walk away from the situation not feeling drained, but energized.
0: Well, we've covered a lot today here, Sunday. We have. So <laughs> this was fun. I know we could go for mm-hmm. hours more. But we essentially covered five types of listening that are just helpful to be aware of and maybe be able to use in different scenarios. So we talked about, number one, appreciative listening, two, empathetic listening, discerning listening, comprehensive, and evaluative. Mm -hmm. And maybe the different scenarios where they would apply or the ways that, you know, tactics and strategies for doing it. But I think at the end of the day, it's what we started with. Why is listening so important? It's just something that's really missing from our culture. It's a really important part of communication And if we're aware even just a fraction of a bit about this Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and and trying to be intentional about it, Mm -hmm. it'll make a very, very big difference in our relationships, in our work, in our personal life. Tell me more. All right, we're done.